Shalom and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. <laughs> We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy environmental news. Guess who brought us this news? Um, I'm thinking maybe it was only one. It was only one. You win. Ding. I am so good at this. You're really good at this. Let's go on Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> um, so according to only one, the um officials in Annapolis, Maryland successfully turned an old landfill landfill into a 62 acre solar park. which is a cool use of that land yeah i think so this approach has inspired other cities as well um to repurpose their landfills recent studies have estimated that ten thousand old u.s landfills now have the potential to power almost 15 million households (laughs) i just i'm sorry for laughing like why why does it take us so long to get on board? Seriously, with that, I have no idea. Yeah, it drives the me nuts. Expense, I know, is a big part of it, but still, still. I mean, what is a dollar compared to being able to live on live on this planet for more? Yeah, more exactly. Time? <laughs> I just don't get it. If you have grandkids, maybe think about them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just throw some solar panel panels up. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yay though. Yay. <laughs> Okay, so we saved our absolute favorite animal besties for the last week of the month. This one's going to be lit. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. excited. Mine are adorable, and I know nothing about yours. I Do you want to go first? Uh, Is yours super cool? It's free. Okay, I'll go first then because mine's cute. Oh, oh yeah. okay, you should go first. Okay, yours like, is cute? Mine's cute, but I don't have like a ton of super cool facts. Yours are cool. Like, I love a good goby fish. They're adorable. First of all, pause everybody, pull over if you're driving, and look up a goby fish, okay? <laughs> so we're talking about gobies and pistol trips today. They're BFFs, and they're so freaking cute. I also love that they're so different. They're so, like, just like a... Like, just a weird pair. People let me tell <laughs> Okay, so there are, I had to narrow this down because there are over 2,000 species of Oh gobies. my God. So I only know of like, there's the rock climbing one that's here. Yes. The mandarin goby, which is like the most beautiful fish so in the world. So pretty. There's a bunch. Oh yeah. And they're all so different and so adorable. Um, But several types, about 38. So, I mean, still that's a very small amount compared to 2000, but 38 different species. They love associating with pistol shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I still had to narrow that. I'm like, I can't cover 38 different species of gobies. So I'm going to talk about <laughs> gobies in general, but this is going to be mostly focused on my favorite goby, which is called the yellow watchman goby. Oh my God. I love the name. I'm and looking it up. Right yeah. Now. You're going to figure out why I like him after reading this. Cause he's like a little introverted grumpy goose, <laughs> <laughs> like how I feel, but I just don't act because I'm from Kansas and I'm nice. Oh, and he's just a little boop. I know. Look at his downturned <laughs> mouth. They just look so irritated. He reminds me of the anchovies from spongebob squarepants <laughs> they're so cute and they're really bright and beautiful a little grump my I husband know. would love that too it's so cute okay so um they're long slender fishes that are from white some of them are white with dark red bands 
just look them up there's so many the mandarin goby is adorable um but most grow uh, about four to five inches so that's 10 to 12 and a half centimeters or so there are some more distinct species in this genus notably randall's shrimp goby look that one up it's white with thin orange bands and has a large dorsal fin and a prominent black eye spot uh is the randall's goby also distinctive if seldom seen in aquariums is the giant shrimp goby which looks similar to most other species, except in terms of size. This one can be 10 inches. Have you ever even imagined a goby fish that's 10 inches long? No, I just assume they're all adorable and tiny. Yeah, you think of them as like as long as your finger. These are as like both of your hands together. They're insane. But yeah, they're just, they're all so beautiful and unique and kind of weird. But they all have that grumpy face. (laughs) They're all such grumps. I know, I love them. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so now we're going to talk about my favorite, which is the yellow watchman goby. They're like fish with anxiety. And that's why I love them, because it's how I feel inside, and I just hide it all the time. Um, So they're known to be very cautious. They sit on the substrate near their burrow and just wait for food. It's like me waiting for pizza. I'm like, is anybody coming? I don't know. I ordered Uber Eats a while ago. Uh, however, he quickly retreats when threatened along with anyone else sharing his home. So he just sits out there and waits. And if he sees anything suspicious, boy yells at his family and tells him to get back inside. <laughs> anxiety. Super anxiety. I know. Um, so they're small, bright yellow gobies with blue speckles on their face. They range from three to four inches, which is eight to 10 centimeters long. They reside in the Western Pacific. They're found from zero to 25 meters. So anywhere from zero to 82 feet deep but are most commonly found at depths of about 10 meters so about 30 feet okay yeah they're a shallow shallow species uh they possess fascinating adaptations that allow them to thrive in their respective habitats like i said there's 2,000 of them and they're all in weird habitats some of the species have modified fins that enable them to cling onto rocks (laughs) some of them burrow into sand others have suction cup like ventral fins to attach themselves to surfaces like little Oh, I think that's the one here that climbs the waterfall. Yeah, they just stick themselves to the waterfall. (laughs) Uh, Despite their small size, some goby species are impressive jumpers. They can launch themselves out of the water to catch insects or escape from predators, showcasing their athleticism and agility. Just a little pageant. (laughs) Yeah, so look at me. Uh, They can change gender, which a lot of the animals that we've been talking about, fish just adapt right yep they're good at that uh they are protandrous hermaphrodites but they can reverse change um which i found super interesting so they can go from like male to female back to male oh okay mm-hmm. so whatever they're feeling that day yeah whatever you need you know <laughs> whatever's going on in your area good for them right <laughs> uh usually yellow for these guys is male and gray is the female coloration so okay. you can tell visibly if they're changing their sex by their color is that the only one we've seen that the changes color changes parrotfish oh i guess yeah a couple oh mm-hmm. um so gobies engage in this is what i thought when i was like they're so cute well first of all they're cute because they have anxiety and they yell <laughs> if they see something off that's like me being like ah somebody's at the door everybody go hi turn off the lights um oh wait it's my brain <laughs> <laughs> um okay but this is what I thought was so cute because I watched a bunch of videos of gobies engaging in their 
um, intricate courtship rituals. They do a little dance. Oh, like seahorses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yay. And it's a cute one. So these rituals may involve visual displays, nest building behaviors. So like, hey, girl, look at me, you know, look at my muscles as I build this house for you. <laughs> Or elaborate swimming patterns, which is the one I saw the most videos of. So they'll like flutter their little fins and they'll circle each other and circle each other and circle each other. And then the woman will like pretend to start running away and then he'll circle her. And then he starts running away and then she circles him. Stop. They just keep doing these cute little flutters. Yeah, they just flirt with each other. It's adorable. Um, Oh yeah. And the other funny thing, as they circle each other, their grumpy mouths are wide open. So they're just like, <laughs> I always imagine them like singing at each other because their mouths are so big. <laughs> this is adorable. Isn't it cute? Okay. So several goby species exhibit unique parental care behaviors. Male gobies incubate and protect the eggs in their mouths until they hatch ensuring the survival of their offspring. So they don't lay them anywhere. Once they're fertilized, the male just scoops them up and puts them in his mouth. Gross. Yeah, so gross. <laughs> Due to their sensitivity to changes in water quality, gobies are often used as bioindicators to assess the health of aquatic ecosystems. Mm. Very similar to like our nudibranchs. Yep. Uh, where was I? Okay. Their presence or absence can provide valuable insights into the their environmental conditions in their area. Gobi fish play a crucial role in their ecosystems. Uh, they help control populations of small invertebrates, which is their snacks. They sadly act as prey for larger predators and contribute to the overall balance of marine and freshwater food chains. Uh, let's see. Their IUCN red list, uh, they are threatened. Uh, in Queensland, they're endangered and they're vulnerable internationally. So it depends on where you are, but they're not doing the greatest because like I said, they're an indicator of water quality and our water quality hasn't been the greatest because, you know, 8 billion people might be a part of that. Real bad in there. (laughs) Okay. So the yellow watchman gobies who I choose also, there's the yellow prawn gobies. Like I said, there were 38 other species, but they're known for their bond with the pistol shrimp. So I'll tell you what we do for you guys and then tell me what you do for us. Okay. Uh, so the goby benefits uh, from the shrimp's digging and construction skills, having access to a well-built burrow. Um, oh, this is talking about the pistol shrimp, so I'll hide that part. Okay, so the, <laughs> the gobies tend to hover just outside the shared burrow because they're always with their buddies, catching, passing zooplankton or small benthic invertebrates. In many cases, uh, the shrimps maintain contact with the gobies by using their long antennae. So they'll feel for their best friend. Like, I don't know if she's there or not. Um, and the goby, I thought this was so cool, signals to the shrimp using specific fin flicks. Yeah. So he'll have, he'll be touching him. And then the way that he flicks his fin is telling him what's going on. Isn't that cool? It's so cool. Um, some species of gobies also appear to feed their shrimps, uh, spitting food into the burrow. And even without such deliberate actions, it's possible that the shrimp may feed on fragments of the food that gobies drop. They do. Isn't that cute? So cute. I love that they touch each other. I know. Like, we're besties and we, we're here for it. It's so cute. <laughs> You all know how much we love sharks. We also love protecting them. And a big way to do that is to make sure we are shopping for shark tooth jewelry responsibly. We've learned a lot about this on our podcast and Silver Finco is the perfect jewelry maker for all your shark jewelry needs and wants. 
All teeth at Silver Fin Co. are ethically and responsibly sourced by Val, scuba shark tooth finder extraordinaire. Her pieces are absolutely perfect for everyday wear, and she has many different styles to choose from. She takes the badassness of a shark tooth and creates beautiful feminine necklaces, bracelets, anklets, rings, and earrings to go with everything, and are even fully swimmable so you can add a little extra style to your water woman life. Use code MERMAID10 at silverfinco.squarespace.com and check her out on Instagram at silverfinco to keep in the know about all the newest styles. You can also just follow me because you can be damn sure I'll be wearing her stuff all the time. Okay, I'm in love with this with this little relationship. This it's like your blind buddy. Yes, yeah. And you just you got to tell him with your hand what's going on and this is how we're going to go hunt. But he's going to like build your house for you. <laughs> my my blind buddy is an expert builder. Isn't that sweet? It's so it's cute. Sweet. Oh, you know what's not cute? Uh-oh. The pistol shrimp. Ooh. Buckle up. Oh, man. This thing will give the mantis shrimp a run for its money. Really? It is not nearly as pretty, but holy cow. Okay. Okay. Pistol shrimp. Pistol. Also called alfide. It's a family of um, Caridian snapping shrimp, characterized by having asymmetrical claws, the larger of which is typically capable of producing loud snapping sounds. And um, the small ones, just like the cute, like, like my, like shake my good hand. Oh. Kind of, yeah. um, so they are found all over the world. Most snapping shrimp dig burrows and are common inhabitants of coral reefs, submerged seagrass flats, and oyster reefs. While most species are found in tropical and temperate waters, um, there are two that are found in freshwater caves. Okay. So that would be a fun little like yeah. surprise. Um, when in colonies, the snapping shrimp can interfere with sonar and underwater communication. Wow. Cause they're that loud. They're that loud. It's amazing how loud these guys are. The shrimp are considered a major source of sound in the ocean. <laughs> they straight up interfere with like warfare. Oh my <laughs> God. So I love that. I love this. So it gets its name. Oh, I'll tell you how it gets its name in a minute, but grows to about three to five centimeters long so it's teeny tiny okay so that little thing is interfering with wars you know a submarine is like what the hell was that it's gotta be a kraken it's gotta be a you know the opposite team is after us right yikes um (laughs) so like i said it has like a disproportionately large claw and um, the claw can be on either arm of its body. And unlike most shrimp claws, it does not have the typical pincers at the end. Oh. So it's not for pinching. Okay. It's for being a freaking pistol. <laughs> so it's got two parts. It's called, it's literally called the hammer, which is the part that like it cock, cocks back okay. to release when it snaps. So it like, it goes backwards into a right angle position. And when released, it snaps into the other part of the claw, emitting an enormously powerful wave of bubbles that can stun larger fish and break glass. <laughs> It's like a gun. Like a bubble gun. It's a bubble gun. Like that can hurt you. Wow. It's so much like a mantis. I know. The mantis just punch stuff though. They don't have a they don't have a hammer. They don't have a bubble gun. Yeah. Yeah. I want a bubble gun. I want a bubble. I want to see one of these in action. Yes. Um yeah, it's crazy. Um 
Yeah, so like you said, they share burrows with the goby fish in a symbiotic relationship. The burrow is built by the shrimp and then tended to by the shrimp as well. And the goby provides protection but for watching out for danger by doing his little like, hey, buddy. Just so you know. tap, tap. This is happening over here. Danger. <laughs> better, better cock back that gun arm. <laughs> so when both are out of the burrow, the shrimp maintains contact with the goby, like you said. Mm. Um, yeah, you all, you said this already because the goby has better vision. It alerts the shrimp of danger using full finnies and they both retreat back into the shared burrow. Um, I would be okay with coming back in a next life as a goby and a shrimp and a best shrimp. friend. Can me you and you, I'll meet you next time. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's so cute. Isn't it? It's like, he literally touches him with his antenna the whole time they're out of the burrow. The entire time. Like, like they do everything together. Horrible. I know. Cute. Um, uh, these things are crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, so they do have the ability to reverse claws. So if their gun claw is lost the other one will grow into the big one and then oh. they'll grow like another little one backup gun yeah yeah exactly nice um they practice mate guarding leading to a decline in mate competition as well as bonding of partners so the male and female will defend their shelter and their gobies <laughs> and protect their territory and their young so is it usually like two shrimps and two gobies live in the same burrow i guess so Cute. i guess if the shrimp has a goby yeah then they're kind of like the goby comes deal. with them yeah <laughs> like me and my dog dublin i was just gonna say <laughs> we're a package deal yeah. <laughs> um okay the let's see the snapping shrimp competes with much larger animals such as the sperm whale and the beluga whale for the title of the loudest animal in the sea i cannot handle how funny this is <laughs> sperm whales can literally vibrate you to death yeah. they're so loud they turn you to jello yeah and this thing is up with it <laughs> that's incredible yep so it can this part i don't really understand but don't worry i'll explain it um the the snap and the cavitation bubble that it generates the acoustic pressures are up to 80 kilopascals or 12 PSI at a distance of four centimeters from the claw. So as it ejects from the claw, the bubble reaches speeds of 25 miles per second. <gasps> the pressure is high enough to kill a small fish and it corresponds to a peak pressure of 218 decibels, um, equivalent to uh, just a bunch of stuff nobody's gonna understand because I don't either. <laughs> Um, but basically it can mess you up and it all happens in less than one millisecond. One millisecond. Yeah. So in one millisecond, this thing's clapping its claws, releasing <laughs> bubbles at 25 mi miles per second. I would be fine if I die that way because you don't see it coming. Right. You're just here one, one and millisecond you're and you're gone the next. There's full. Yeah. As There's something exploded. else it does. Uh-oh. It's so cool. Okay. I want to be one of these. <laughs> if we come back as this couple, I'll be, I'll be the shrimp. <laughs> the snap can also produce sonoluminescence. What? So it lights up. Wow. Yeah. It's the collapsing bubble. Like a fireball? I guess. Oh my gosh. I know. Same as the mantis shrimp created an underwater little fireball. Right. <laughs> oh, it's, it is going to mess you up. Shrimp are fun. Shrimp I'm not going to eat them anymore. We should do a shrimp month. Yeah. 
Um, so let's see. The sonoluminescence is caused by the collapsing cavitation bubble. As it collapses, the bubble emits a short flash of light with a broad spectrum. If the light were th of thermal origin, it would require a temperature of over 5,000 Kelvin. Um, in comparison, the surface temperature of the sun is 5,772 Kelvin. <laughs> so they're creating little mini suns. Tiny little suns and just like fast. Wow. I know. Our planet is so cool. I know. And we had no idea. No. You don't know what you don't know. No. It's crazy. Um, the light is of lower intensity than the light produced by a typical sonoluminescence and is not visible to the naked eye. Which I would think it would be higher intensity if yeah. we can't see it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But I know that like a hotter flame burns blue. That's you know? true. So it could be something like that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They think it's most likely a product of the shockwave with no biological significance. Okay. <laughs> so it's like he's not meaning to cause a sun in his hand. It just happens. Oh, but... I just can't help that I shine so bright. Yeah. Because he's shooting other things. <laughs> Um, let's see. So yeah, like you said, it is sub subsequently, this was the first one they discovered that could do that. But later they found out that other groups of crustaceans like the mantis shrimp can do that as well. Okay. Um, so the snapping is used for hunting, hence the name pistol shrimp, because mm -hmm. it's literally like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so he does, yeah, when he hunts, he just like shoots and aim, like aims and shoots. Wow. He doesn't pinch. He doesn't. Nothing. Nothing. He just out there wild westing. Ready aim fire. Yep. Um, and they use it for communication as well. When hunting the shrimp usually usually lies in an obscured spot such as a burrow and then extends in its antenna outwards to determine if a fish is passing by. And once it feels the movement, he inches out of his hiding place, pulls back his claw and shoots. Stunning so the prey. he knows it's not his buddy because his buddy's like sign language in his hand they've got to have like they just know yeah like how sharks know yeah 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 sign language sign language <laughs> um so yeah when in colonies like i said this is um the colonies of them can interfere with sonar and underwater communication they are a major source of noise in the ocean and can interfere with anti-submarine warfare i love that isn't that neat that is so funny what the heck i i wonder who the first person was to discover that in a submarine that's like freaking out thinking that they're enemies after them and then they find out that it's a shrimp <laughs> there's like a leviathan under us i know it right a tiny little shrimp and he's like come on, come on, come on. little bubbles coming out of his <laughs> such a good one i know this I might be you. one of my top episodes ever me too so interesting we need to do more on shrimp because mm -hmm. they are way cooler than they seem yeah <laughs> yes the besties Bestie. those are the cutest ones we need my a, favorite. another matching tattoo i think so oh my gosh yes. i'll be the, i'll get a little goby goby if we could have them like like touch when we touch in. yeah, yeah. his antenna and then okay <laughs> Yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Keep going. No, that's it. That's all I have. Oh, perfect. That's the pistol shrimp, Aww. and I I want one, but I'm scared of them. Yeah, I've heard that when I was doing my research, I saw a ton of them in captivity. They make really good like buddies inside of captivity, but feeding them is rough because you watch the animals. Yeah. Get shot. Stunned mm -hmm. by bubbles mm -hmm. and blinding lights, or not blinding, but super bright lights somehow. <laughs> Bubble gun. <laughs> Thanks so much for diving in with us today. 
please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Mm-hmm.